Hey, welcome to our video. I've got a good friend of mine, Hannah, and she uh, identifies as a four on the Enneagram. And uh, the Enneagram is really kind of new to you, isn't it, Hannah? Mm -hmm. You've learned about it in the last six months or so or year. Yes. And uh, she's watched a lot of the videos uh, on my channel. And um, um, so she's becoming more understanding of herself. And I've got a few questions for her. I thought it might be helpful for you guys. What Before we get started, Hannah, what are uh, well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us uh, what you enjoy and, you know, what you do. Um, are you in school right now or have you been in school? I have been in school. Um, I went to college and I got a general AA um, and then I went to culinary school. And now I'm going to go back to school to become a teacher and either teach art or home ec or something. But elementary, definitely elementary I want to do. Okay, good. Um, what When you went through the videos and heard our family talking about the Enneagram, talking about type 4, um, you were a little bit resistant to that at first, weren't yes. you? And then for what, what reasons did you decide that, okay, I'm going to go ahead and learn about this and, and investigate a little bit more about, see if I can learn something about myself. Well, Tell us a little bit about that journey for you. At the beginning, everyone just kept talking about it <laughs> and I thought it was kind of annoying <laughs> because everyone's talking about it and if everyone else is talking about it, I don't want to talk about it. Let's talk about anything else. But I figured maybe I can actually learn about this. It might actually be able to help me. And it has been productive because I went through kind of a trying time in life last year and now I'm getting out of it and watching for stuff and learning about myself has helped me to get out of it a little bit faster and um, be a little bit more productive with my time rather than just ruminating on bad stuff. Do you find yourself, because that, I mean, obviously I'm not a four. I, I read and try to understand and have conversations with people that, you know, identify as four. One of the things I read over and over again is that fours tend to, you know, kind of have deep feelings, stormy emotions. Do you, do you think that's true of yourself? Have you noticed that as a pattern for your life? I, yes. Um, I kind of thought that everyone had deep feelings for a long time. And I was just like, why? Are I? And then when I got into my early teenage years, I was confused about why some people just didn't want to talk about deep things and real things and how they were feeling and um, why they were closing themselves off. I didn't understand that. Um, but as I got older, I realized, okay, other people aren't the same way as I am. But yes, I definitely can be very deep and broody and stormy. I can get very angry about things. Um, I think that's how I moved to one is through getting mad that things aren't how they're supposed to be and um, frustrated. But yes, I think I'm can be overly emotional sometimes. Or over-identify with those emotions. One, yes. one of the things too I read is that fours can sometimes like check in a little too much with their feelings and you know it's like they want to be true to themselves mm -hmm. be authentic and really be themselves but you know sometimes how can how can depending on your feelings sometimes get you into trouble is that have you ever experienced a time in when maybe you should have just let things go or or your feelings maybe led you in a way that wasn't necessarily healthy or you you know, over-identify with your feelings to the point that you got stuck and didn't feel like you could move forward? Has that ever been a problem for you? Um, yes and no. I think my emotions have been pretty helpful a lot of the time because 
maybe I see something or I feel something weird that other people aren't seeing or feeling. And um, because of that, it's kept me safe a lot of the time. That's something, okay, that person's a little bit creepy. Something feels a little bit off. And my gut and my emotions told me that. And so I was able to stay away from bad things. Um, but also it has been very bad because I can go and fixate on something for so long that I end up I have a lot of trouble forgiving people, a lot of trouble with that. Um, praise God that he's helped me with that. But I definitely struggle. And um, sorry, this is going to be an editing. What was the question again? <laughs> I like... Well, has there been yeah, a... Yeah, editing has, moment. Has there been a time... Cut. Has there been a time when you feel like maybe it would have been easier if you didn't have to go so deep? Like okay. your emotions, like, you know, you check in with your emotions to... You check in like to get a sense of... Uh, how you feel about somebody or feel about a situation when maybe you've over-identified with those emotions and they've they've actually kept you from being as productive as maybe you would be if you didn't always have to check in with yourself. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, can, I, I am definitely reactive. Um, I have, when someone goes and hurts me or says something that's not, they're not trying to be hurtful, I get hurt and then I keep thinking about how I am hurt and why they would do that. Something that Kaylee told me actually that helped me a lot was to think about did this person actually mean to hurt me? I don't go and I don't do that. I just get hurt and then I'm hurt. I don't think about why they hurt me. I don't think about why they said the mean thing. I don't think about why they did it. I just, okay, they said this thing. I am hurt. I am hurt now. I don't think through it. I didn't realize that anyone thought through it until not that long ago. It's like, oh, other people think about why they're hurt. I'm just hurt, you know? Or maybe ignore the fact that they're hurt. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I have a very, very hard time with that. If I do end up ignoring it, it comes back later worse than yeah. it originally was. Something that helped me by watching four videos a while ago was some another four made a video and he said, Think about what was true up until now. What was true up until now? Did this person love me up until now? Did this person, could I trust this person up until now? Have they had a pattern of hurting me before up until now? And that's helped me a lot. Definitely yeah. a lot. Because one glitch might happen in a relationship or happen in a conversation. And then I think the tendency within fours, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the tendency in fours is, uh-oh, I felt hurt by that statement, or I felt like maybe I was distanced in some way because of their, you know, why didn't they invite me, or why didn't they want to include me, or why didn't they like the gift I brought them, or, or whatever it was. And, and then you kind of then, you felt that very powerful feeling, and then you sort of retreat away and think about that feeling, and think about yes. that feeling. And what, what my, my daughter Kaylee you're referring to, I think, is saying is, Go back and be a little more objective, a little mm -hmm. bit more like, what are the facts? Yes. Not just how do you feel, but are your feeling in line with the real facts? Or because that it's true that you felt hurt or slighted or upset at that moment, but that feeling may not be the entire relationship. Yes. Yeah. Kaylee is the perspectives guru, and that's what I call her. <laughs> yeah. And when I get upset, I can go and talk... It, when she gets upset, I can talk to her. When I get upset, I can, you know, either way, it yeah. works. And um, she goes and she says, well, what about 
have this person done this before? Is this a thing that they do all the time? Well, why don't you talk to them about it? Maybe they don't know that it hurts you. And in my head, they know me well enough to know that that would hurt me. Yeah. I assume too much of people. I expect too much from people. And it can definitely come back and bite me expecting so much and um, hoping too much. Yeah, and that's that longing, maybe that longing, overly romantic mm-hmm. idea of the way relationships are supposed to work. Yeah, I read the other day, you know, that like one of the things that a four, um, fours often feel like people don't get me, they don't understand me. And if you find a friend that gets you, mm-hmm. you've got like a real yes. friend. This person gets me. Yeah, you know, and it's that. Now let's go. Let's go dark for a minute because I think. I think if I understand right, fours are willing to sort of look at the darker side of life. Sevens, of course, want to avoid that. We yes. we don't want to deal with boredom and pain and <laughs> misery and everything mm-hmm. like that. We try to reframe it and get to the positive side of it. But one of the things I really love about fours is that fours, you know, will kind of look at you and say, tell me about your tragedy, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like they're not afraid of going to that deep into the pool. Um, but when you think about like the dark, the dark things of life or the dark side of life, um, are you okay with, with having those kinds of conversations with people when they're talking about, you know, things in life that have hurt them and tragedies they've gone through? Do you find that's natural for you to be able to go into those subjects without fear? Definitely not without, yeah, I I don't have fear of it at all. I have no problem with someone telling me about that. Um, something that I do with just about all of my friends when I see potential, like this could be an actual friend, I go and say, okay, tell me the story of you. What makes you you? Who are you? Tell me your tragedies. Tell me your wonderful moments. Tell me your ecstasies and your tragedies and what makes you you? Who who are you? Um, tell me your history. And I have no problem with going deep. I have no problem with... Um, hearing about the sad things because that's what makes that person that person and if I'm going to be friends with someone I want to know who they are if I don't know who you are then what's the point I'm not actually your friend that's very frustrating to me um but I do have a problem where I take on those emotions if someone tells me about them being sad I become sad if someone tells me about a horrible thing that happened not necessarily to them but out just a horrible thing that happened, I get sad. Um, My parents are both sixes and they can talk just no problem about, oh, did you hear about this kid who died in a plane crash? Did you hear about this thing that's horrible? And did you hear about this terrorism that happened and coronavirus? They can just talk about it. And then they say, okay, so what, it's basically they're saying, oh, what's the moral of this? Okay, well, we're not gonna go on any vacations and stay away from lakes because alligators will eat you. And to me, I hear that, and if they're talking to me, they're trying to do it in a nice way, but if they're talking to me, I just become sad because I think that kid got eaten by an alligator at Disney. They were just there to have a good day. They were just there to be happy. He probably just saw his favorite character, and now he died, and that's sad. And then I become sad, and I have a hard time getting out of that. And so you, in a sense, maybe you could say you over-empathize? Yes. With stories, people events, mm-hmm. news, mm-hmm. even news and even news. Yeah. I don't, I don't re- watch the news. I don't read about the news. I avoid the news. Yeah. A lot. And if you live with two sixes, they probably live on the news. 
definitely. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. What's there to be afraid of today? Let's yes. watch the news. Yes. And you're like, the news, it kills my soul. How can you watch this and not be <laughs> mm-hmm. touched by it? Mm-hmm. Wow, that is so awesome. Interesting. Because sevens, I mean, I'm telling you, we love the surface. So our perfect world, I mean, obviously we can get beyond that. But the tendency with, with sevens, especially unhealthy sevens, is to keep all relationships surface, mm-hmm. all conversations mm-hmm. surface. And just, you know, hop on top of relationships to get from one side of the lake to the other. But I think one of the things really I appreciate about fours is that that willingness to, like you said, I want to know you. I want to stop and pause and get to know you and what makes you authentically you. Mm-hmm. What, do you what How do you feel when people don't have time to get to know you when they want to keep it on the surface? <laughs> Keeping it on the surface is incredibly frustrating for me. Um, I have a thing to where I, I go over everything. I record just about everything in my mind and I think about it later, everything. So if I had a, and so I remember a lot. And so if I had a conversation with you last time I saw you at church or whatever, and we had this conversation and then I see you the next Sunday at church and we have the exact same conversation, Uh-oh. I had, there's no point in me talking to you. Uh, no offense to seven. Yeah, because no offense to seven. I'm pretty sure I do that all the time to people. Like, uh, what's your name again? And they're like, you baptized me. <laughs> you married me. Yeah. With my husband. You don't remember our name? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm bad with names too. I am bad with names too. Yeah. But I do get very frustrated with people when they don't want to go deep because it seems to me, it feels to me that they don't actually care about who I am. And if you don't care about who the person that you're talking to is, then you could be doing something more productive with your time. Yeah. Anything you could be doing more productive with your time. And so it does hurt me um, when I go and go deep with someone and then they don't want to reciprocate. Um, I'm big into reciprocity and appreciation. And if someone doesn't appreciate what I'm doing or if they don't want to dive into the depths with me and know about my life, then it can be very hurtful because it's like, I want to know you, but you don't want to know me. Yeah. That's mean. (laughs) That's mean. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Sorry. (laughs) No, you're okay. You're fine. (laughs) So, okay. Now, like I said, let's go to the dark side because I think the dark side was where it gets interesting. So, According to the like the the books, the archetype four. Okay, so the idea is like you know if you could get to what fourness really is, the reason why fours are fours. What you'll read is that fours feel like now again, it's not necessarily that this ever happened when you were growing up, but it's just like sort of the message that you you adopted as a, as a young person. Um, for some reason, it feels like to fours, like love has been withdrawn from them. Mm-hmm. And they look at themselves and say, you know, what what's deficient in me? What What is missing in me that's caused this love to be withdrawn? And I don't know, you know, if you know, if, if many fours would feel like that was from their parents or whoever their guardians were or whether that's even, you know, Uh, true of most fours but sort of the archetype four is is that sense that love has been withdrawn and then you know twos will then go and try to uh, establish connections with people to get that sense of worth and value Uh, threes will go accomplish and win and become very you know successful and then they get that sense of value 
And force just kind of seemed like that little brother that says, well, I don't know what's the matter with me. I don't know. Do you ever have those moments where you feel like, I don't know what's wrong with me? And, you know, is that is that just a, the way a seven reads fours? Or do you feel like that, that, that you have that sense of, you know, there's something deficient in me. I, I'm missing an arm. I'm, they, they, when the books, they'll say, feels like you're missing an arm, you're missing a leg. Do you find that to be true in your life? Um, yes, definitely. Um, I have had, I still have moments where I just, I look at other people and I evaluate myself based off of the other people and I can go and say, okay, this person seemed to have X, Y, and Z figured out. These people, all, all these other people seem to be having no problems getting through life with these situations and I'm dealing with the same situations why am I having trouble and they seem to have gotten through it? And, you know, in problem solving, if everyone else is the problem, then you're actually the problem. So, to me, in my mind, that goes and says, okay, there actually is something wrong with me because that's just how problem solving works. Um, and then just in relationships, going and seeing how these people are perfectly fine staying on these, the surface. These people have no problem talking about the weather, they have no problem um, going and saying, oh, I like your shoes, oh, I like your shoes, and just talking about shoes. <laughs> All these other people have no problem with that. They are perfectly happy living their happy little lives, and I'm over here like, oh my gosh, it's just, it's so frustrating, and I don't know why, and I do know why, but I don't, and um like with relationships, um, it's I have a hard time because people go and say, "Oh, well, you just need to do this and you just need to do that." Oh, they got it all figured out. Yes, for you. exactly. <laughs> and it if I do and it worked out for me, so if I do the same thing and it doesn't work out, it must be me that's the problem. So definitely yes. <laughs> yeah, and so you might trip over yourself like. Oh, I guess I'm just broken. I guess I'm just... Yeah, and you know, when you said that, what I heard in there, I don't know if you would hear it, but what I heard in there is that sin, the root sin of fours is envy. Mm -hmm. It's that sense that, you know, in, in my mind, correct me if I'm wrong, in my mind, fours kind of look at like everybody's wearing khakis, everybody's wearing, you know, a, a, a blue polo shirt or a green polo shirt, and... They all seem fine with that. Like, yeah. They, yeah. And like they have no sense of themselves. They just all blend into like cogs in a wheel. Like they're all factory workers. Like replace person A with person B and replace those with mm -hmm. person C. Mm -hmm. And and four brick in the wall. And I think I think the way the shame and worth works in the four is they're kind of like, is that all? I gotta be more than that. I can't just be what everybody else prescribes me to be, mm -hmm. I must understand myself and what makes me different. And then you look out there and you're like, yeah, but look, Harry and Marty, they all seem happy. Like they seem mm -hmm. like they're content with life. Is this all they want? I mean, what's wrong with me that I long for more? What's wrong with me that I'm searching for something deeper and something more? Um, well, let's go to the positive side, the good side. Um, <laughs> okay. so, so everything I read says fours are creative, fours are dynamic, fours, they, they, they see the differences, but then they start to use that, that sight to like fuel creativity. How, you said culinary school. That was a, a, a portion of your life where you, you 
maybe said, I could do something creative with, with, you know, food. And now you're talking about art and how does that, where do you see that showing up in your own life? Like, um, that sense of creativity and wonder and attraction to beauty and aesthetics and design. And do you, do you see any of that in your, in yourself? Yes. Um, just last night I've had this vision for a headboard in my head since I was like 14 and I'm 23 now. And I (laughs) finally, I said, I want to do it. I can procrastinate a lot. So I was, I started building my headboard yesterday. Um, I enjoy making things. Um, I think I have a great distaste and disdain for laziness. I don't like laziness. And I feel like if you can build the thing, if you can make the thing, if you can paint your own walls and make it into something that you like and you love, that's so much better than just going and buying it from Ikea. I hate Ikea. Um... (laughs) You can go, there's so many different ways that you can make the world around you beautiful and you can see the world in a beautiful way rather than just gray, just seeing everything as gray. Um, but that, that, idea, that idea of ordering it out of a catalog. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I hate that so much. The, I hate that so the much. The headboard behind your bed is the same on a thousand other beds. Yes. My bed's going to be in the corner. I have a corner headboard. That's how different I am. Wow. So different. No, I'm just playing. Yeah. Well, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, just that you want it to be not only aesthetically pleasing, but something that's unique and meaningful. I think one of the things I read about fours that helped me understand fours is they disdain the mundane. Yes. And where many people love the mundane. Yes, I I have something that I was learning about recently. Um, I was reading slash listening to the Screw Tape Letters. Highly recommend. Very yeah. very good. And something that they were talking about was the need for novelty and the search for novelty. But novelty is diminishing. Um, sorry, we're gonna have to cut this out. What's the thing called? Diminishing. Diminishing returns. Yeah. Novelty. Um, is diminishing returns. There are only so many novel things that you're going to be able to find in life. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that, I just was devastated because I don't like the mundane. I don't like boring things. I don't like the basic. I don't like going to Walmart and getting khakis. I'm wearing orange <laughs> pants right now. I don't, I, I don't like it. I hate it. I feel like it's a waste of life to just go and do the same thing that everyone else is doing and that depresses me. And I don't like being depressed. So I'm going to wear the orange pants and I'm going to go to vintage shops and make something my own because I think it's, I don't want to be forgettable. I don't want to be an NPC. What's NPC? There's this meme. It's the NPC meme where it's the non-player character. Oh, and it's all the wow. dull gray guys, all the basic wow. people who you go through in the game and you see them and you click on them and they talk to you and it's the same as every other person. Yeah. And the player character is the one doing the things. Right. I want to be the one doing the things. Nice. Nice. Well, you know, I, I would say that you you have embraced a lot of the positives of fours. What would you say to that? Let's let's say you get to speak to that 14, 15 year old kid who's a four and may not know that they are. They may not have any clue of the Enneagram, but 
what is that kid feeling? Are they feeling like they don't fit in? They feeling like they don't belong? Nobody understands them. They don't understand themselves. And maybe they're trying to maybe they're trying to solve this and expressing this in some very unhealthy or strange. Is that okay to say strange ways? There are some strange what, ways. <laughs> what would you say to that? What would you say to that kid if you could take them by the hand? Now being twenty three, mm-hmm. you could say to that fourteen year old, "What that's in that unhealthy place? What what would you say to help that person?" Maybe you've got, let's say this, what if we've got parents watching this video and they're raising a kid who's a four and that kid is 13, 14, 15 years old, they're sullen, they're withdrawn, they're sad, they're depressed or angry, they're easily hurt, it seems like they have a volatile temper and the parents are just like, what, what? can I say to them to help them? Because I've tried yelling at them. I've tried, <laughs> I've, and it's not worked. What would you say? Um, I would tell the kid, something I've been trying to tell myself recently, is that you're okay. Where you're at is okay. Who you are is okay. You don't have to be someone else. You don't have to be something you're not. Um, where you are in life is okay. If you want to be a little bit lazy and you want to just wear PJs, that's okay. If you want to just sit and watch The Office, it's okay. You don't have to go and be different and be expressive and find the novelty all the time. If you want to go and just be basic for a little while, that's fine. It's all right and you're not going to die. Um, And another thing I would tell the kid is there are two ways to be frustrated Um, with being a four and being who you are, there's the way of where you just become despairing and depressed and you just go in your room and are just sad and are all by yourself because no one understands you. And then there's the other way, which is something that I struggle with, where you just get angry and say, you're going to deal with me whether you like it or not. And I don't care what, if you don't like it, you're good. This is me. And if you don't like it, you can go somewhere else. This is who I am. And you're just going to have to deal with it. And shoving yourself on people in a mean way, (laughs) I struggle with that. Because after a while, if people don't want to know you, then you just say, well, you don't have a choice. And that's unhealthy. Don't do that. Um, And then (laughs) to the parent, I would go and say, "Um, allow your kid to be who they are because no one's going to die. No one's going to die if your kid is has different hair. No one's going to die if your kid wears different clothes. It's not the end of the world if your child would rather go and paint than play soccer. It's not a big deal. People go and say, oh, well, they need friends. They need to be this way. They need to, it's, it doesn't matter. Your kid, in the long run, your child being okay with who they are and being able to like themselves is more important than them being liked by everybody else. If everybody else likes them, maybe that's a problem. Because a lot of the time, everybody else isn't doing the right thing. You know, I've never, my mom would sometimes tell me a lot of, you know, there's the 
cliche about, well, if everyone else jumps off of the bridge, are you going to do that? I think my mom told me that once because of, I said, no, of course I'm not going to do that. They're all stupid if they're jumping off the bridge. No, I'm not a lemming. I'm not a sheeple. And you don't have to worry about your child being a lemming or a sheeple if they're a four because they are their own person. And they're not going to all just run off and do stupid things. So be happy in that. Your kid is smart. Your kid will be okay. Yeah. And maybe in time, they'll develop maybe more um, constructive ways to demonstrate their uniqueness. Mm-hmm. You know, they might ex- they might experiment with some pretty awkward ways. Did you ever experiment with any awkward ways? Did you ever cut your hair off or, or pierce something or come down wearing your dad's clothes or anything strange like that when you were a young person? Um, what's the crazy, what's some of the crazy things that you have tried trying to express your unique identity that now you look back at a picture and think, yikes, what was I thinking? <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm kind of a weird case or a unique case, um, but I oh, never a really, unique, unique case, yeah, I'm different from all the other fours, yeah. um, but I definitely, I didn't, growing up being different, what, and I love my parents. But growing up, being different was not okay. You don't do it. You don't yeah. be different. You be who you are, and you. but you be this way because we want to make sure you're safe. And so I definitely was the 14-year-old kid who was very despairing. I was a loner. Um, I wasn't around a lot of other kids. I was very, very shy for a long time um and very very self-conscious extremely self-conscious and so because I felt guilty for being different and guilty for wanting to be who I was I forced myself into a version of the box Mm -hmm. I made myself wear regular jeans and I hated it I made myself (laughs) into this person who I was not and it really hurt me for a long, long time. And um, I think that just now, when I finally came into my 20s and I was like, I'm an adult, you know? And even now, telling myself that it is okay to be me, it is okay to be different, it's okay to not like the same things and not want the same things out of life that everyone else does, has really helped me. So I didn't, I didn't have the freedom, I guess, to have the crazy hair or wear the crazy clothes. I didn't. Now, would that, is that possible that that in itself could be translated as the withdrawal of love? The, I'm not accepted for who I am. I have to, I have to conform to a certain, I wonder if that in your experience could be, could be processed as, why won't they accept me the way I am? Why do I have to fit into this mold? It could be something maybe as simple as that, that a four translates as, oh, I'm not okay the mm-hmm. way I am. I've got to, you know, pretend. Yeah, I can look back. When I learned about fourness um, and what about being a four was, I looked back on my life, on my recording of my life in my head, and I scrolled back. And I can point to a point in my life where I could say, okay, this made me, if that's how it works, this made me into a four. Okay. I'd be very interested to hear that. (laughs) Um, I was probably like, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12. 
and um, someone who was very important to me, very close to me, very special to me, basically said that what I was was lesser than what other people are. Wow. And um, I don't want to get super yeah. into it because I don't want to hurt that person because right. I love them. But right. that devastated me. And to this day, I still struggle with that. So I became a four in that, okay, well, I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to, I am going to be smart. And um, I am going to do these things that these other people can't do. That won't be me. I'm one of them, but I'm not. I'm different. I'm different from all of these other people. And um, I would say, okay, well, going back to the other question, I didn't have, I didn't have externally all of the crazy hair and things, Mm -hmm. but I thought very differently. Um, I've always thought very differently from other people, I think. Um, so being smart was very, has always been my big insecurity and my big struggle because that was the main thing that that person said was that, and they weren't trying to be hurtful and they weren't trying to be mean, but that's how it translated to me as a kid. Yeah. And that's kind of grew me into who I am today. And just trying to tell, having to tell myself like, hey, you are smart. Hey, you are okay is something that I'm probably going to have to do for the rest of my life. But it made me into who I am. So yeah. it's all right. Yeah. And there's a lot of different kinds of smart. You know, a person can be book smart, but mm-hmm. emotionally, you know, not intelligent. Or, yes. And okay. This Any- wasn't supposed to turn into a therapy <laughs> session, but right. bye. Sorry, right. people on YouTube. Right. Well, and you know, your story helps other people. And and again, like you said, the person that said that to you, you know, objectively, they didn't... They're dro- I always think of it like this. Sometimes we drop pebbles, but they land on people like boulders. Yes. And, you know, people are dropping pebbles. If they're very secure in themselves and very secure in their identity, and they display that, and you got a kid who might be a little bit insecure their identity, you know, it, it can feel very hurtful. And I don't know that, you know, people's statements make us, but it, it, it is stuff. It's amazing what we remember. I think it's Mm -hmm. more like that. It's the things that really smack us and really hurt us, you know, and if you were a seven and somebody said that to you, you might shrug your shoulders and say, they're lame. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to go watch movies. Uh, (laughs) They're lame. You know, and reframe it and go on. But a mm-hmm. four, how does a four respond when they hear somebody say that to you? It's like, well, you know, there's something within you that already senses this. And then when you hear it stated out loud, it's that that feeling like other people see through. They see, you know, and, and maybe I am broken. Maybe mm-hmm. I am. Anything else you want to share with the viewers that are watching today or, you know, that you think could be helpful that you've learned about yourself or you think would be encouraging to somebody else? I would say to non-fours. Um, <laughs> the rest of us. Every, everybody else. The vulgarians. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I would say to not be afraid to go deep because I think, I think that in the future, when you look back on your life, when you're on your deathbed and you look back on your life and you say, did anyone actually know me? Did anyone truly know who I was? Did anyone truly love me? Because how can you love someone if you don't know them? You can't. There's, you can, that's not real love. So 
allow yourself to be vulnerable and allow yourself to be breakable and sometimes people will break you and sometimes people will hurt you because people are unfeeling but if you allow yourself to be breakable and vulnerable then someday someone maybe a four (laughs) might come across you and say hey I am that way too. I like to go deep. And if you go deep, you'll know who you are. And it's okay to know who you are. And it's okay to... This isn't making any sense. No, you're doing good. I'm gonna... You're gonna have to edit this out. Sorry. No, I'm giving you trouble for editing. Um, I'm going back to the death thing. When you go and look at the end of your life, and you go and say, if no one ever knew me, then who am I? If I don't know who I am and no one else ever knew me, then that was a waste of my life. You spent your time talking about things that you didn't care about. You spent your time doing things that didn't matter because you were too afraid to allow yourself to be broken. And I want the other pe- the people who are watching this, they're trying to figure out who they are. I want you to have a full life. So part of life is getting hurt and part of life is being excited and if someone can come and meet you in the spot where you're hurt and be with you in that then that's going to be one of the best moments of your life and you'll look back on that forever and you'll remember that that person actually loved you and actually cared about you and wasn't just saying that so let yourself get broken and let yourself be vulnerable and go to the dark places because the dark places aren't that bad Mm. Yikes. (laughs) Yikes. <laughs> Sorry. Ugh, ugh. It's okay. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I think I think it's so interesting that that difference between a three and a four, where a three might over identify with the successful version of themselves that's on the stage. And, you know, I think the force behind them whispering, you know, so you made a lot of money mm-hmm. and you got a great title. And you have a really important job, but do you know who you are? Yes. And if you don't know who you are, then it's all fake. Mm-hmm. And one thing fours are not going to tolerate is being fake. No. That is <laughs> the worst thing ever. I hate that. Um, I read a book a long time ago. It's called Into the Wild or Call of the Wild. I get them mixed up. But the... The story that the person it's about was absolutely a four. Absolutely a four. And that kid was, he graduated from college and he abandoned his family and he burned all of his money and he decided to do nomad life and move to Alaska and eventually he died alone. And it's a very, very tragic story, but I recommend that everyone read it. And that... I identified with that kid so much because I've, I've thought, like, money is stupid. Who, who went and said that this is how things are going to be valued? I don't value them that way. Inflation is a thing. No, I don't want to go and use your money. I want to burn your money and your stupid credit cards and do bartering. That's what I want to do because that's an actual value system. But living in this world, you have to go and follow some of the rules even though the rules are stupid and they were put up by people who are not you and were talking about arbitrary things, you still have to live in this world. 
So don't run away from life um, and don't end up going and being so much your own person and so much your and disappearing so much that you end up dying because you actually can. I guess suicide is a pretty big thing for fours. Hmm. So you're still in this world. You can make this world what you want it to be for yourself, but it's okay that you're still in it. Even though it's stupid and even though it frustrates you, you're still in it. Yeah. So don't leave it and don't disappear to life. That's really important. So be yourself, but be a player in the game. Yes. Not... Yeah. Yes. And then another thing, sorry, this is another book. This is another book. Um, Gone with the Wind, I read. And this appeals more to the angry side that I can be. It's a good book, right? Sorry. <laughs> talking to Olivia. Olivia is here. Um I read that book and I d identified again with the main character a lot. She Scarlet. is also a four. Yeah. Yes. I am Scarlet in a lot of ways. So another thing to say to the kid four and to the adult four, I guess, is don't go and fixate so much on what you don't have that you neglect the things that you do have. Because another, if you're going on your deathbed again, and you look back on your life and you say that you never appreciated the people who actually did love you. You never appreciated the things that actually mattered. And the few little things, we don't have a lot. No one has a lot. But they all have a few things that matter to them. And if you neglected those things that mattered to you and you pushed away the people who love you, then you're not going to have anybody. And you are going to be alone. So don't push away the things and the people and the stuff that matters now for the things and the people and the stuff that's going to matter someday and the ideal ones. Yeah. Don't do that. It'll hurt you really bad. Read the book. It's really good. <laughs> and it's interesting you use that word push because fours, you know, one of the characteristics you'll you'll see or read and is that push-pull dynamic that fours will move in and seem very loving and connected and then something happens, a glitch happens where they'll then push away mm -hmm. and, and maybe it's to sort out their stormy feelings or maybe it's because somebody said something that, 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 that hurt or, or, or maybe just that feeling that, that I don't really fit into this group. Like I thought I did. And, and fours will sometimes move in and out of relationships and, and the rest of us kind of go, what did we say? What? I mm -hmm. didn't mean to hurt feelings. I didn't, I'm not as sensitive to to what whatever it was that was said or done that caused you know that hurt, um, but again, it's sometimes we you know we do bump into each other, and I think the enneagram really helps us to develop some compassion. One of the things that I think fours and sevens share in common is that feeling of something's missing. I think mm -hmm. fours often feel like something's missing in every situation or even within themselves. And Disappointment course, is big. Yeah, and of course, sevens always feel like they're missing out. We, if we weren't doing, you know, going to the grocery, we could be at the beach. And if we were at the beach, we could be. It's always we're missing out on something. And again, disappointment can be a big. Um, and I know for myself, I've had to, I've had to be present to life by saying look, I can't focus on what I'm missing out on. I have to just enjoy what I'm doing right now. And when I do that, I can really have joy and share joy. And I think a similar challenge is in front of the four that 
your romantic longing for the way things could be can keep you f- from experiencing fully what is. Mm-hmm. Yes, I... Sorry, you wanted to end the video. Um, <laughs> you're going to have to edit that out. I'm not good at this. Um, but, yes, there is definitely a... The reason that I know that I push away is because I want to see if it's real. Oh. I want to get away from... I want to push back so I can look at it outside of actually being in it and say, okay, is this real? Do these people actually love me? Are they being real? Are they lying to me? I assume that a lot of people are lying. I don't take compliments well. Um, that there, It's not that we're pushing away because we want you to go away. It's not that we're pushing away because you hurt us. Sometimes it is. Mm-hmm. But it's because we're trying to see if you actually do care. If you do care to come and check and make sure we're okay. If you do care to go and say, hey, you know, I really, really do love you. That's a huge, huge deal. So to the parents, if your kid is a four and they are pushing away, go and genuinely show that you love them. Love languages are big things. And see them for who they are. Yes. Affirm them for who they Mm -hmm. are. Say, we see you, we know you, we love you, and we're not going to give up on you. Yes. And wow. Yeah. Because my guess is over your, just your short lifetime, is that when you have pulled yourself back, there's been a lot of things that you realized they don't really care. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of friends, um, like I said, being kind of a loner. I guess I can still be a little bit of a loner, but I have a handful of friends who I do actually know are real and are true, and that has been very helpful to me. Um, but yes, I have had a lot of friends who have gone and you've thought that they cared and they didn't actually care. Yeah. And you thought that things that you were important to them and you weren't. Um, family members and friends. Um, but going, that makes you stronger in yourself, I guess, in a way, because it makes you go and say, well, if they, it doesn't make, you won't stay in those situations. You won't stay in bad places, which a lot of people end up doing. Mm-hmm. They don't say, well, no, they couldn't have meant that. They, they couldn't have meant that. And, you know, maybe for a while you go and say they couldn't have meant that. But if they do actually mean that, then it's okay to leave. You, you know, know, in a similar way, just dawned on me, in a similar way, eights kind of do that in that eights will, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to say what I want to say. And if you don't like it, you can get lost. Mm -hmm. And sixes, I know of uh, some sixes that have told me that sometimes they will, I don't know if any of you guys ever did this, but I was talking to a six a while back and they said that they will, when speaking with someone, give incorrect information to a person to test them to see if they will correct them with the facts. Oh gosh, that would be horrible. (laughs) Yeah. So in a sense, they're testing is this person really going to be true Testing to me? Waters, yeah. Is this person really going to be honest with me? And so in the situation at work, you know, um, hey, Marty, I uh, I heard that uh, your car broke down yesterday. You weren't able to come to work. My car broke down. No, it wasn't my car. I had to take my kid to the doctor. Mm. Oh, you had mm-hmm. to take your kid to the doctor. Ding, ding, ding. This person was honest with me. Yes. And so a six, you know, will test to see is this person going to be truthful to me so that I know whether to trust them. And it it sounds like what you're doing is a sense of that same thing. Just if I, if I move away from this relationship, is it over? 
Mm-hmm. Is the relationship over or do you value me enough that you are going to check on me to see if that's interesting? Yes. Great insight. All right, Hannah, I enjoyed this. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your heart and sharing your insight into yourself and mm-hmm. and uh, really appreciate that. And as always, I would encourage you guys to be present to life. And, you know, present to life means you show up. And if you are just presenting some version of yourself to life, because that's what's going to make you get along with people. And if you are just presenting some version of yourself because mommy and daddy said that's the way you're supposed to behave, then you aren't showing up to life. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to get to know you. And I think fours could really help all of us in that in that aspect. So thank you again, Hannah, and look thank forward to, to maybe some maybe sometime in the future we'll get to do this again. Sure. All right. Thank you, guys.